Good evening. It's the Couch Potato Sports Report. Mo Better here with T Bird and the other guy. T Bird is already getting started. We're barely, barely in past the intro. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, hey. Good to have you back, T Bird. Yeah, glad to be back. Pimp was down. Well, glad to see you're amongst the land of the living. Oh, good to be amongst the land of the living. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OG, how's it going this week, bud? Oh, it's good. It's Friday. It's Friday. Friday. I hate that. It's so lame, man. You're it literally is. the only person that says it here. You're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I, I hate I should, when I do that. I, I should stop. I should. Say, we're going to schedule you in for next oh, week to do that? do that? Okay, let's all right, that. let's do Same that. Deal. All right, guys, we got a lot of, of NBA talk today, just a lot of sports in general. Please tell me, or hopefully, that you were a part, you witnessed history earlier this week when LeBron James broke the scoring I did. record. I, I witnessed it. Yep. I was I, happy I, for I the bro. He, I knew he was gonna, gonna gonna try to get it in that game. What did you think, OG? Yeah, and I I love the fact that, that Cream was there. Mm-hmm. And and that I'm sure was was a special moment. Yeah. Um yeah, it, it, historic night for him. Man, the lake they did it in the loss. Look, like you hate seeing did, that. I got Russ. I'm so glad they traded Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah. He there were there were, it's almost like he deliberately was trying to throw the game. Really? I think I think LeBron was on a fast break. All he had to do was throw the ball. He threw it out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, he had so many turnovers. But yeah, yeah, you, you want to see him win. Um, I know some people were making uh, I, I I was it 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 made me sad. You know, as we're sitting there watching on the television, and you see all these people standing up with their phones. Yeah, and, that, yeah, yeah, and yeah, now yeah. that's the iconic picture. We see everybody but that one lone guy yeah. um, who had their phones out. Are, do we really understand the, 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 the importance and significance of what LeBron did Tuesday? Of what he did? Yeah. Do we really understand that? I, maybe some people do, but I think everybody understand it in their mind the way they want it to be yeah you, that make any sense yeah yeah you know because you know a lot of people don't think it's just like saying lebron is the goat but to me lebron ain't the goat Uh-oh. michael michael jordan is the goat Uh-oh. michael yeah i would agree Uh-oh. shots fired people. i, I would shots agree fired. with that i mean i love lebron i do I, I i like everything that he does he's been everything that they said he was gonna be right He's, you know, you know, you, you come in uh, as a phenom. You remember hearing about him, don't you? Remember you? the Nike commercial where yeah. they pretty much called him Jesus? They, they called him everything. And he's been that. Mm-hmm. But he ain't Michael. And Michael, for me, exemplifies what the GOAT really is. We are, what, 20, 20 years 20 past, years. past uh, Michael Jordan retiring? Mm-hmm. And his sneaker is still the number one sneaker in the, the world. The number one sneaker in the world. They, there was literally a song. I want to be like Mike. Yeah, I want to um, be like Mike. His his impact. Yeah, it's just it's gen- it's once in a lifetime, and the fact that we actually are able to have this debate in our lifetime is actually kind of special too. What this? I'm gonna credit those shoes to Tinker Hatfield, the greatest shoemaker of all time, because those shoes were they were specifically designed by an architect for his feet. So yeah, yeah. Like, they've, got, they've got a movie coming out about that, by the way. Uh, they already have it. There's a documentary about that Air Force ones. Oh, so. we, don't, we don't want to see that. We want to see the dramatization. We want to see the fake movie. Okay, but 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 if I may, uh, OG, before you jump in, uh, when you think about when you think about LeBron, he's been great. I mean, every night he's still great at 38. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm him, I embrace 
that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. You understand? Mm. I kind of use reverse psychology. Mm. If somebody asked me, say, okay, Mike, you know, you did all of this and did that, uh, do you consider yourself the GOAT? No. I mean, somebody, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Somebody God. said something very interesting, and it's true, because it's why I didn't like Kobe when he first came with the league. I felt he mimicked his game after Michael Jordan. He did. Walking um, in everything. So, OG, you got to be the GOAT if there are other potential GOATs whose game. Right. Yeah. So, look, LeBron, excellent career. He's got, he's won everything you can win in the NBA. No doubt about it. But the the GOAT to me, I except Jordan, during his kind of prime run with the Bulls, was never even close to having a losing season. He was the fiery leader that maybe not everybody wanted, but his team needed. He They needed a jerk to, to lead them because sometimes you got to get told that you screwed up. And right. Mike, Mike is going to do that. Him Mike, Mike will tell you. <laughs> but he's going to make you better. Uh -huh. and, and, and just the whole, just he made everybody on that team better. And those players have gone on, you know, from the Bulls to other teams and they have not done as well. To me, that Scotty shows Pippen. That, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He was right. the Blazers, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. In Houston. But if you look at at the folks that LeBron has had, he's had a, a bit more household names on his supporting cast mm -hmm. than Mike. And sure, he's won some championships. I don't know if we'll ever see the the three peat, you know, two three peats yeah. ever again. Yeah. But the fact that 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 had never been done and hasn't been done since, right. I think, just sets the precedent. And look, this is a individual title. It is an it is a very difficult one to get. But to me, it's the team. You know, it, it's the 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 number of rings, championship rings. It's it to me. It's the assist record mm -hmm. that is more telling of of a great teammate and a great player than just the scoring title and defensive player of the year two or three times. Yeah, Mike did. But what my point is, Mo, is that okay? You said it a while ago. You being compared to the goat, and they asked you if you to go. Kobe tried to walk like Mike, tried to talk like Mike, tried to play his whole game like Mike. LeBron did the same thing. Done war number twenty three. That was his number. Okay, because they are saying that's the goat in their own language. You yeah. feel me? They are saying I want to be like that. Mike. That's right. I think I think the distinction is, and I and I'm and I I see it paying equal respect to both players, and that's. Michael Jordan is the greatest because of his influence. Mm -hmm. LeBron James is the greatest because of his dominance in terms of being an all-around player who has, of course, set records yeah. and, and done some pretty pretty amazing things. I mean, yeah. we, we have to give him that. So no when it, if we're talking about individual performance, sure. But if we're talking about just lasting impact on the game, and I think you have to have that to be the GOAT. Yeah, we still are talking about Jordan 20 years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, will, we, will they do that about LeBron in some capacity? They, they will. will. But probably not to the magnitude of Mike. They will. And, and the fact that you mentioned it last week, Mo, is that Kareem set the record in fewer games just highlights he actually, how he actually, I had to I had to fact check myself, OG. Uh oh. Yeah, and I'm he did I, fewer games. I was thinking that because LeBron started at 18, he'd had he had more games to do it, but he actually um, broke the record in fewer games than, than uh -oh. Kareem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wait a minute now. I know. I know. I see I know. the graphic that Kareem did it in fewer games. I looked at NBA.com. Let me pull it up again. Um, the one thing I do want to address, though, is Kareem was a center, and he was in that era where they just kind of threw it down to the big men, and he, so he got constantly fed. That's right. Where That's LeBron right. James is the point guard. He's, yeah. you know, he's literally the highest scoring point guard on a position that isn't always the highest scoring you know, in the game. But yeah, he's but, the but driver. He, 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 yeah, he, he is can, the driver. But he can play. He, he he was a lot like Mike where he could play off, about all five positions. And see, and I'm glad you made that point, Dick, because Kareem, he was in an era, like you say, to where they fit in the ball. So he he didn't have the ball out on the wing, you know. And then he, how many he, other seven-footers had his, no. you know, agility? Yeah, well, first yeah. off, seven-footers, and then had his agility, and then that, you know, that patented sky hook. And nobody's but, stopping that. But see, people don't look at Kareem as the GOAT because he played the post position. Mm-hmm. And see, when you look at the GOAT, he can do everything. You know, he can fly over here and fly over there when Kareem was was inside. You you understand uh-huh. what I'm saying, Mom? And, and okay. you I bet you love that era because in that era, like Dexter said, they they fed him the they played yeah, from the inside I out. I, I did. bet that was just I, I love that era because to me. I think that's the proper way you play basketball. Correct. That's so, um, games played, um, LeBron 14-10, Kareem 15-60. Um, Kareem played more minutes. And, Dang. yeah, LeBron was able to do it in 1,410 games. Well, I'll be down. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, kudos to, to LeBron. So, impressive? Are you impressed? Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. It, uh, that that alone is i mean look he did it he did more faster than than kareem who was the previous you know yeah that's that's something to be said there but i think you embrace like kareem did he and you you records are gonna be broken yeah right. so you embrace you know somebody breaking your record and hey and what you gonna do about it <laughs> records were meant to be broken yeah. so I, it's good for the game i, I know that there were probably a a record number of people watching that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I still wouldn't have paid any kind of money to be at the game, but it certainly was, you know, something that hopefully as sports fans will remember. Um, like I remember, I remember Kobe's last game. I yeah. think he scored like 60. He just went 60. off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll always remember um, to me, that's what made him, you know, made him a special player. I don't think he's the goat. Oh. Uh, I don't even think he's in the conversation. If he is, it's because, you know, he's, just people like him. Yes. Marketing. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna be a little bit more heartless and say because he's dead. But I, I mean, how, how, how many other how many other players out you there are said, called the Black Mama? You should have said he's, you know, he's passed away. He's passed so. away, dead, gone, whatever. unalive. Unalive. I, I think no longer with I, us. I think though, like his his attitude, his worth, ethic, his discipline. Yeah. You know, he brought something very sharp. He was put in situations where you know. They weren't always the best situations for him, so I think he's he's in the conversation as far as I'm concerned. I think he he we saw him evolve more um, in his early years. He got on everybody's nerves. He sure did. Um, I, I, I wasn't a Kobe fan. Right, he's right. A teenager. What did he you was? Expect? He was. But but that's just it. And again, I think we're minimizing. LeBron came in ready. Ready. He dominated mm-hmm. from, day, from, from one. day one. He was ready. Uh, and and LeBron has won titles in with several different teams it's not like he had the core team like kobe had Shaq, and then and then what did he do after that 
you know, it was nothing like LeBron has won multiple times, multiple different spans. And I and I also fought Kobe on this. If he would have just shut up in L.A., him and Shaq probably would have won two more titles. Probably. Yep. But, but, you know, he was bitching because, you know, he had Shaq and Shaq was getting accolades and he wasn't. Well, I heard it was the other way around. And Shaq actually came back and said it was his fault. It was uh, Shaq was doing the bitching? Mm-hmm. Well, they had it, had us believing that it was Kobe. That had me believing it anyway. Yeah, it's just whose team is it? Is it Shaq's? Is yeah, it, yeah. And, that, and that, it shouldn't matter. Right. It, I mean, per se, you know, we here to win titles. Yeah. Here, I don't care how many times, how many points OG score, as long as it's going in. Right. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Keep shooting, OG. Do you, do you think he'll he'll score? You know, thirty nine hundred by the end of the year. What's he at now? He's thirty eight. Thirty eight, eight ninety. I think yeah. he will. Oh yeah, I think he will. We'll see. It's interesting that he had a hurt ankle Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, he was just mm, sitting there. Exactly. <laughs> All right, folks, y'all stick with us here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. We'll talk some NBA trades when we come back. Stick with us. Hey, this is producer Dex with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I have so much fun watching these guys talk about sports like they're sitting around a water cooler. There are a few things that can compare to sharing your peace of mind about something that you care about. Have you ever thought about telling the world what you know? That's where Podbean comes in. Podbean is a podcast platform that combines live streaming, analytics, a website, and more all in one place. You can create, record, distribute, manage, and monetize your pod from a desktop or phone app. Start with the basic free plan and receive a $100 credit for advertising to build your audience. Now go to the show notes. Click on the link and you will receive $100 advertising credit when you start your podcast today. Also, it's a great way to support the show. When shopping for homeowners insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. The LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you and your family when processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. We're live at Mission Road Studios in Carterville, Georgia. Every Friday, 6 o'clock, live. You can join us on Podbean, join the conversation. You can also find us on Spotify. You can like us on Facebook. And you can follow us at The Couch Spot on Twitter. Go ahead on, Mo. <laughs> you, you don't hear me. I've had enough times to practice it, right? Yeah. Y'all don't know. My, my harshest critic was kind of... Give me the side eye over there. I had, I had something in my eye, and okay. I've been real sleepy. So, and that did you see how she said that? Oh good, yeah, God Almighty! If 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 I'm just a guy listening, so on, just stop, uh, just stop, God Almighty, just I say, stop. I got the fire. 
man, huh? You know, the, you know, <laughs> in a, in, as a sidebar, um, when you guys hear that promo with her voice, I just want to say she did it on one take. That's what they call a one she take. Did, mo. She, she you did. know what? <laughs> Let's talk. Look, I don't, I don't know how to get to you. So, um, your favorite NBA player. Um, Kyrie Irving demanded a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, and they made it happen. He's and now yeah. a Dallas Maverick. Now on a, a and really he went from a contender to a contender, so yeah. he didn't lose at all. Um, but it kind of busted up what never really was, but was supposed to be right in right. terms of Durant and Harden and Ir- right. Irving. I think they what pay like seventeen games together. Yeah, yeah. it's not a lot at all. Yeah. So, oops. Well, you know what. Um, Kyrie is an extraordinary basketball player. I love his basketball skills, but the guy is a, uh, he's a cancer to your team. And, and before long, he going to mess Dallas up too. I guarantee it. Something going to happen in Dallas. And, uh, he, he, he just, a he just a cancer. All that talent, OG, and he just a cancer. I, I think the only Saving grace for Dallas is that is that this is not your team, Kyrie. We have you know you're number yeah. two, yeah. and and it's got to be established clear because Kyrie wants to win a championship mm-hmm. on his team, but that is not going to happen. Yeah. That's, That's Luca's team, right? Right, and and he's he's got to play. You know he's got to be second guy. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna play you know a little devil's advocate here, but I kind of really do believe this. I think that Kyrie has gotten a bad rap. I think that the perception that we've been led to have of him has been manipulated. And we've kind of been led to believe that he's just this hard to work with player who's just selfish. But I'm kind of like, I've kind of been reading some reports. And again, I'm taking those with a grain of salt too. But, you know, Kyrie was very controlled by management ownership at, 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 at Brooklyn. Um, he, everything that he did or said was monitored. He was forced to, you know, apologize and do things that really went against what he really believed as crazy as those things may have sounded, but who wants to be a robot? Who wants to be a puppet? But, but um, when it comes to- He brought it on himself. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. He did. How did he bring it on himself? He brought it on himself with all them antics. He started in Cleveland. What antics? Okay. He got mad in Cleveland because LeBron was the show. And he he felt like wasn't nobody giving him no credit or paying for for that title instead of just being like we want a title. Do you really believe that when when LeBron was upset that he didn't he didn't come to L.A. if if that was the case why would he want to play with him again? I, well, you reevaluate. He had a different point in his career now. Yeah, it was so 10 wait a minute, years, oh, come 10 on now. Ago. Wait a minute, Mo. Don't you leave me. He had a different point in his career now to where if he go to L.A. they could possibly win it. And all it's because he know everybody gonna be talking. About how many rings did you win? See, then you can put all that to side because he know when he get there now. That's LeBron's team. He already know it. I cannot believe I'm gonna say this, but I agree with T Bird. And what? no, I think you're uh, off track a little okay. bit. I right. never said that in my entire life. Oh my! I know, right? <laughs> but Kyrie's past has led. You know, he's brought it on himself. He's done it between his actions and what he says and what he does it's it's just he's done it to himself and brooklyn said hey, look if you want to be here we'll pay it we'll be glad to pay you money but here are the here are the rules and he didn't want to do that so here he is on the road again 
I I personally openly discriminate against flat earthers. That's that's my really only. Well, problem. here's here's the thing. Yeah, no, no, no one is disputing where that this that this guy's an idiot. I mean, but again, if they're his personal views, you've got friends, family members who say stuff yes. that's just as crazy. But you don't have to project it on other people just because you're famous. But that's bro. what that's what people do even when they're not famous. And wait a minute, Mo, let me tell you this, baby. Kyrie only want to play when Kyrie want to play, just like another a couple of other NBA players well, that I know. If he didn't want to take the vaccine, doggone it, he was going to take a stand on that. Well, if, you know, if he wanted to do a fast, then let him fast. Mo, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> and look, and let me tell you this: I had it, but it's leaving. You didn't, need, you, didn't, you didn't need to say it. You didn't need to say it. What you, what you got, OG? What you got, OG? OG, I had it, but it's leaving. That's what, if it comes back, you, you, <laughs> you're not getting old, are you, t uh, So, oh, So looking, the, the Nets are a shell of the team oh, they yeah, were a week ago. Yeah. Because Durant is all of a sudden gone. We haven't even gotten there yet. Mm -hmm. and, and just looking at kind of the value of each of those players, I think it's pretty clear that Kyrie, they could, They'll take what they could get, but Durant was was hey, if you want Durant, it's gonna cost you mm -hmm. because Durant not only was a person for person, but four first rounders and a pick swap. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Kyrie was just one first rounder and two second rounders. Yeah. Right. And and I think I think if you the Nets, I just think they was tired of it. Yeah. I think they was tired of Kyrie and I think they was tired of mm -hmm. Kevin Durant as well. Because you know Kevin was silently running that mouth over there, and look where he at. He's sitting. He hurt, and you know I, I I think they were just tired of it, man. No matter how great the players are, sometimes as an organization, you say, "Look, man, let's just let's just get a new." It's not worth it. It's yeah, not it's not worth, worth it. it. Well, I think that they certainly realized, and you know, they were trying to buy a championship by mm -hmm. creating this super team with these great players. Sure. But if you think about the common denominator with all of them, um, all of them from Kyrie to Kevin to Harden, they started off or they evolved to players who were an option and not the man. Okay. So you had all these, I mean, remember um, James Harden started with Oklahoma City, then he went to Houston and he became the man. Mm -hmm. um, Kevin Durant, surely he, you know, was it Supersonics? Um, where did he go after that? Super, he went, he, he went was, to the Thunder. Okay he went to the Thunder. Yeah. So, you know, then, then you know, you go to Golden State, your second fiddle, so why not go to Brooklyn and be the man? Same with, with Kyrie. He was the man until LeBron came home. Yeah. Um, and I think that there, there's, there's a mental aspect of that in terms of the, 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 the bond that they shared in terms of the common goal, but it's dysfunctional. So I don't ever think that you would have gotten – the production that you wanted because of that dysfunction. We'll talk about that later during most time out. And and no doubt, look at look at look the uh, the Nets. They had three down prima donnas. Yeah, and they was like James Harden. I, it's it's a mess waiting to happen. <laughs> then you got Durant, and he tries to do, do it in a subtle way. And then you got Kyrie, who just just blow up the whole damn room. You just get tired of that. I don't care how good they are, OG. Right. It, it, you've got three number one guys trying to win a title. It, it just it's not cohesive. Look at the Lakers. They've got the same situation. Mm -hmm. They got all these great players into, you know, they're all the man, but there's not enough bullshit. You know, you can't they can't all get 30 and, and 20 or 30 and 15 every game. Yeah. And you know what the sad thing about it is, is with Kyrie's talent, he is one of the 
best basketball, pure basketball players I have ever seen. This he's, guy can do everything. But he, that, and I think that's a disappointment. That's the disappointment. He, he's clutch. Durant is clutch. Yes. Harden is clutch. So you literally had three options when it came down to it to win games. And they just they just never did that. Personally, I think it was also a bit of coaching too. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that was a lot to ask of Steve Nash. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Um, and they didn't and respect him. They didn't respect him. And so again, it that set the tone and it just really was a disaster to begin with. And who's, uh, what is Kyrie when his career is over, what is he going to be remembered for? Ain't nobody going to. The shot? No, no. No, no they're not. Nah. Come on. <laughs> they're not going to remember him winning. They're not going to uh, remember him uh, winning a title in Cleveland. It's going to be on the second line. They're going to remember, oh, Kyrie was just a damn problem child. But he was good. But he was a problem child. And and look at the, the path of destruction. Uh, everywhere. Like, first of all, a player of that, that talented could potentially be on one to two teams the entire career. Uh, Kyrie's got more than a handful. I mean, yeah. he's got more than five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, it's just, it's just too much. And I don't blame him for trading them both. I, I really don't, and so I'm. I'm just. I'm just glad that, you know. I. I'm just glad it's over. So let, let me ask you this: Russell Westbrook, at yeah. one time, you know, several years ago, one of the best players in the league. Right. He could shoot it from anywhere. He was. He was the guy. Right. And now he's gone from the Lakers for for nothing, basically. I mean, he is he a has been. Can we can we officially say that is. now? Yeah. Hell, look at his shot. You ain't worried about Russ shooting no no jumper no more. It's it's awful, and and then he seems to create havoc too. He throw crazy passes. Uh, he do crazy stuff on the court. It's like he had a mental lap. What, He's what? on that that tray, uh, you know. Tray. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen. So a, a lot of trades went down, and, yeah. and and the Hawks got in on the action too. Yeah, your boy um, Kaminsky. Uh, I know. I hate that. <laughs> are Are you excited about Bay? I said that on purpose. Sadiq Bay. Uh, Bay. <laughs> I won't, I won't tell Killian. I won't I, tell Killian. I'm, I'm excited about Bay. Tell, tell Jay-Z. <laughs> I'm excited about Bay. Uh, uh, am I excited about Sadiq he's, he's a good option. I mean, he's very good option. proficient three-point shooter. We need that because it's very spotty. We're 28th when it comes to three-point shooting. So and, and there's you, some potential here. And you got DeAndre Hunter, who I think he – I think – let's see. What's the word for DeAndre Hunter? Is it ADD, ADHD? Really I think that. he gets that on the court. And then you got Bogey. He's on or he off. And so that's going to give you another option at the three. And uh, but and see, the, the Hawks gave up five second rounders. Second rounders in the NBA don't mean nothing. Right. Most of them play in the G League. So I ain't mad at all with, with, with the trade. And I think you got a good addition. I hate that we lost Comiskey. Comiskey because I think that Nate messed that up he he should have been using that guy to get fouls and the guy can play he plays good fundamental basketball which is good because a, what he does is he clears up cap space and, yeah i know and i know that's what they did but you bring back uh uh bruno fernando can i say it again bruno fernando What's he going to do but sit on he going to be the number 12 sitting down there and then at the end of the season they going to cut him Yes, but then think about that. Hopefully, that means that they're being strategic about. Yeah, and I know what they. You're right, Mo. I know what they're doing. OG, what you got? They, they did get a. D, I mean, they got Bay for for 
nothing basically. I just I hope that Nate can maximize this talent that you we said have. the key word. You said it. we owed you. We, well, we own it tonight. Yeah. I, use this you, newfound. Yeah. You know, what, what's you said the key word. Keep keep saying that. Keep going. I just we've got all this potential and we got all these options and and just, but Nate has to put the puzzle pieces in there the right way and I don't have the confidence that he can do it. And I agree with you. I don't have a confidence. I'm not. I'm, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum. I don't have a confidence of, that that he can do it again, either. He's I'm a trying, complete. He's nut. not. He might have blocked me on his you know cell phone so he can't receive the pictures I've been sending or whatever, but we're, we're going to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. He, we're going to get rid of them. We're, we're, and I promise you, it's going to be some kind of scandal, some something off the court, but they're, they're strategically trying to move him out of the way. So you, you got to, because look, look at Nate's body language when he coached, you know what it's saying? Nothing. It ain't saying nothing. <laughs> All he doing is standing over there like this. And he, he looks confused. He like, you know. I think he's trying to look dignified. No. But it's not coming off. He looks more constipated, so and, it's not working. And let me tell you this. Trey Young got a tech the other night. He usually get one a game. Okay. And r- rather than Nate having some kind of reaction, all he did was stand in there and do like this. When, when, when Trey got that tech, you know, you give me some body language to something to let uh, Trey know. I didn't like that. This wasn't the time to get no dang tech. You know, something. Something. You do that. Either you're going to fight for your guy or you're going to uh, get in their uh, face. Uh, that's right. I agree, OG. All right, what you got, Dex? Uh, in fairness to Nate, my dad used to give me that same look whenever I do something silly. And I stopped doing a lot of silly things. You know, so. But eventually he whooped your damn ass, didn't he? Uh, I'm a faster runner than you think. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's that it's that disapproving, you know, that look yeah, of disappointment. Yeah. But it never changes. So it's like it's it's yeah, it's that way all the time. And so when when you get this talent that we picking up, do something with it and make make something do something. Jalen Johnson, perfectly perfect example. This boy need court time. Nate, don't give him enough court time. First, I mean, I hear you, gentlemen, and on any other day, I'd be right there with you joining this debate, but it's the all-star break, and there's something, the elephant in the room, that we all need to come to terms with, and that's the Hawks this year are mediocre. They are not playoff bound. They're literally just trading water. Fine, whatever, but I expect leading up to the off season during the off season, we do make the necessary trades changes, yeah. sign the right people to make this team competitor and require more from your lead. If Trey young is the leader of this team as a coach, as an organization, you need to demand that he be the face of the franchise and show up. Mark Jackson. I, I think I am. I am now after the trade deadline, I have changed my opinion. I think the Hawks want to win and they're they're you know making the right steps along the way, but they've got this big Nate problem. That once they get rid of that man, I like I like what they're doing. I, I really do. And and I think you got to get a coach that they respect. Mm-hmm. I'm ta- I ain't talking about just but because he knew, but I'm talking about once he walks in the room, it's automatic respect. Mm-hmm. That's in my opinion, it's going to be Mark Jackson, who I think they done blackball, or. The, the guy from uh, Boston. Boston. 
That, them, them, my only two choices right there. I don't mind that, but um, you know, when I hear you, OG, when you say, "Hey, they're trying," the Hawks cannot win a playoff series with Nate as their head Agreed. coach. I agree because they don't, happen. they don't play a lick of defense. No. But a right lick. now, right now, if you fire Nate tomorrow, yeah, who do you have? Who, who do you? you the that's options they, are limited. That's why they're gonna wait till the end of the season. Right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we'll, you know. pl- we'll play this out. And yeah. The fans will show up, and yay. You know the the those big games where the big players come to town. Sure, we'll we'll bank on that, and we'll we'll you know make make some revenue. But the the objective is, you know, by the twenty twenty five season, um, they they should be playoff consistently bound. And this this team is is not it. They do not have the right cohesion. They don't have you right the Mo. firepower. They don't have the coaching. They don't have the mindset. They, um, right. To be a playoff, there is no reason. Was it two years ago they made it to the, to yes. the Eastern Conference Finals? Yes. How do you how do you regress from that? One thing they done is didn't they get rid of a lot of their bench that helped get them there? You know, they the, our bench is weak. Mm-hmm. It's weak as hell. And uh, if I'm the new coach coming in, I'm gonna relay the same question to both of y'all, and I want y'all to answer it too. If I'm the new coach coming in, the first player I'm going to is my leader, who's supposed to be my leader, which is Trey Young. And I'm going to have to sit down and meet with him. And I'm going to tell him, look, let me tell you something. I don't care about what's that happened in the past. I don't care about nothing. All I'm here to do is win. And if you're going to want to be a part of winning, then I need that attitude change. And I don't want to hear, it ain't nothing else said. All we hear about is winning. I don't want no bitching about you don't like this or you don't like that. We just want to win, and whatever it takes to win, that's what we're going to do. I like that. On that note, folks, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll talk a little um, controversy, maybe. Stick with us. from the couch I think about Atlanta sports all the time but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean follow the link join myself Mo and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons again Join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday, 6 p.m. live. The episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? New ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. 
We are back. It is what it is, Mike. Okay. It is what it is. Uh, speaking of it is what it is, uh, I can't believe, y'all, you missed a great game between South Carolina and UConn women uh, college hoops. It was a great game. Yeah. Two powerhouses knocking it out. UConn kind of led and dominated throughout most of, the, most of the game. But South Carolina, Aisha Boston, they found a way to come back and win. And Gina was not happy and yeah. made some comments that, I don't know, they were a little ambiguous. Some Most people thought he was throwing shade at South Carolina, including the head coach who had some words back for him and all the other haters. But is it is you know is is the South Carolina play dirty? I mean, are they are they really as good as 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 folks are saying, or have they kind of cheated and bullied their way into the number one slot? Look, the the team of now is South Carolina, no doubt about it. Don Staley came in and changed that program for the better, and they have not looked back. And I and I think Gino knows it's it's coming to the realization that Gino is not number one anymore. Mm-hmm. And and it's like it's like the passing of the torch. Like this is this is the moment that Gino just passed the torch because he can't he recognized that he can't keep up. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Dawn Staley, her again, her team plays the way she played. Mm-hmm. Her style of basketball is fast, is quick, play good defense, is rugged. You know, you ain't just coming in here because you want to. Yeah. You know, and if you come in here, we gonna bang it. So and I and I agree with OG. Gino just if if he I think in a sly way, you know, he's saying what everybody thinks he's saying, but he's trying to say he ain't saying what you think. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I just would you wanna would you wanna say something not very nice to Don Staley in a dark alley? No, she'll no. probably kick you in the leg or something. She, Don Staley mess you up. Yeah, she, really. But I, I, I do agree that. South Carolina's best team in uh, women's college basketball. And she proves it every year. And they probably going to be in the finals again this year. And, and then UConn, whether they were looking, you know, they were still in that wrong mindset, but they lost to unranked Marquette the next game. And you can't do that. You can't do that. And and say you're, you're you know, top whatever program. South Carolina 23-0, and yeah. still unbeaten. That says it right there. And I, I'm just not going to say – that my like, if if a team is more aggressive than my team, and 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 they're maybe hacking us, I'm gonna tell my team you gonna have to get tough. Don't let them bust you in the mouth like that. I'm not gonna complain that we being outplayed and we being out hustled. And to me, uh, you know, like like we said, I think I think Gino in a subtle way is is trying to say that, but he ain't. But he's he just crying about it. Yeah, he's he making crying. excuses. He crying because he's a crybaby. I don't care what nobody say. Well, here's, here's I ain't never like. Here's it. my issue. So we're talking about Gino. We're talking about Don Staley. Um, can you name any other head coaches um, that are that are in the women's college basketball NCAA circuit? Kim Mulkey, who else? LSU. Who else? Uh, the uh, gosh. Molly Muffin, um, the Notre Dame. Here's, here's, here's the problem she, that I have. Here's oh, the problem did. that I have. And I remember when, you know, everybody was talking about Pat Summit with Tennessee. Right. She was just, you know, and she was that coach. And that's all you really heard growing up. That's where I wanted to play. Right. Um, because Tennessee dominated that that well. Oh, yeah, but there are plenty of other good good oh. teams. You mentioned LSU, who who are going to be playing South Carolina coming up soon. That's right. going to be a good that's game. That's going to be a good game. Um, 
why can't why can't more coaches be a part of the conversation? Why there, why does there have to be one dominant coach? Why can't there why can't all the coaches be good coaches even if even if they aren't in the conversation for a national national title? And that's a problem that I have with Gino. Sir, you're not a monolith. Yeah. You know, you're not the only good great coach right. in women's college football basketball. What you got? Um, I was uh, checking Twitter uh, about a rumor that I put out, oh, and it's just that uh, Don Staley went ahead and took Gino Ariema's ball home with her, and that's why he's mad. So, <laughs> why do we even? Why do we even bother? Oh, I think God. I think because UConn was, I mean, <laughs> there was not as big of a UConn had all the talent for a lot of years, mm-hmm. and now that has shifted to now there's you know several good teams, and then now. Gino doesn't have the best talent anymore. Don gets all the best talent because she, I just, I would love to be coached by Don because Gino's coaching style, it just, it's not for everybody, but you know, Don is just in it with her play. She'll probably, you know, put some pads, you know, get her jersey on. Probably get out there and play with you. And I agree with OG to where, you know, when kids, uh, young girls look at Don Staley, number one, she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Number two, she played basketball. Mm-hmm. They 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 want to play for her like they did for Pat Summer. And so that really helps her recruiting uh, the best players in the country. And when you win in uh, national titles, that's going to bring them too, don't you think? That's what happened with Gino. Why are you winning all of national titles? I think on a serious note, though, Gino Ariema is kind of coming off as like Bobby Knight. He's you know, he's frustrated. Things are passing him up and he's lost the respect. And the, the, the harder he tries, the more respect he's losing. I mean, I agree with his that. game. Like we have enough game footage to see what he's going to do the day after next week. And, you know, he's just getting exposed left and right. So he is. And he's and, a crybaby. But here's the thing. He's been coached for 20 years and, and things have changed in women's basketball over the last 20 years. I think that he's, he's, I think that, more coaches like Don Staley will, will begin to emerge, are emerging, which signals a change again for the landscape, um, for a paradigm shift, if you will, for, right. for women's basketball, right. and that's a good thing. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, before we move on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you what he said. Okay. And and y'all tell me if this was throwing shade. Um, he said it's just appalling what teams do to her now. Um, adding that it's not basketball anymore. I don't know what it is, but it's not basketball. What I get out of that is now you notice he didn't say nothing about the officials. Exactly. Okay. Which is what which is what he came back and claimed that he was talking yeah, he about. He was lying. What he was talking about is uh South Carolina style of play mm-hmm. and that they not letting his star be a star because they playing so much good defense on her. And 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 and, and if I may, OG before you come in, I want to use a small example. Okay. okay? Uh, and I'm I'm gonna. I had a, a a a twelve and under girls basketball team. We had six players. All right, that was this other team in the league, and they had this little girl. She was just running in the league because everybody was playing a two three zone, <clears throat> and she could stand outside and hit that three. And they thought she was God sent. Matter of fact, found out that the team had been spying on our practice. Okay. So he had now wrote down everything. I'm going to tell you this. He had now wrote down everything on how to stop us. So uh, when we got in the game, we blew him off the court. You know why? We came out in a man-to-man. We stopped her. She could do anything. 
and it ruined the whole team. And he told me in the end, he said, I didn't see that coming. He said, I said, what you mean? He said, uh, well, I've been scouting y'all and uh, kind of figured out, you know, what y'all was going to do. And you came out that man to man. And we had no idea what to do. And we, girl, didn't even score in the game because I put my best player on her and she was not a father. And they thought, you know what their coach said? She was a female. She said, your team's too aggressive. Now, what that mean? Same thing with Gino and Dawn. He don't know how to handle an aggressive team. But she had bruises, T-Bird. She uh, had bruises. You're going to get bruised. You're going to get bruised. You drive in the lane, you're going to get you, it. You're going to get bruised. And that's what you're supposed to get is bruised. I ain't going to let you just come in here in my backyard and, and make a layup. Like T-Bird's T right. I get, he, he's crying because his best player couldn't dominate the game and they didn't let her score all, you know, all these points. So, al what, so ultimately, what you're saying... Right. Is he got out coached? Yes. Yes. And he he couldn't make no adjustment to get her free to score. Because he knows one style. He's and, got, and, he I back. agree with that. He knows one style. Gotta be versatile. Okay. Preach, deep breath. Preach. Gee whiz. Come on, I'm just shooting. We're gonna take, we're gonna take tonight, deep baby. breath and, and take a shot of something. I'm we'll feeling it. I'm talking a little Super Bowl and it'll be time for most time out. Y'all stick with us. I feel it. <laughs> Hey, this is Mo Better with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. Hey, this is producer Dex with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I have so much fun watching these guys talk about sports like they're sitting around a water cooler. There are a few things that can compare to sharing your peace of mind about something that you care about. Have you ever thought about telling the world what you know? That's where Podbean comes in. Podbean is a podcast platform that combines live streaming, analytics, a website, and more all in one place. You can create, record, distribute, manage, and monetize your pod from a desktop or phone app. Start with the basic free plan and receive a $100 credit for advertising to build your audience. Now go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will receive $100 advertising credit when you start your podcast today. Also, it's a great way to support the show. We are back Dominate. here on the Capital Sports Report. Struck a nerve as usual. And Dominate. The steam is now coming from T Bird's ears. Dominate. I'm, I'm, I'm hot. Woosam. But it's not targeted at me for it's once. It's not. I really can't believe that. It's, it's pretty amazing. I'm hot. You're hot. <laughs> he, he's been gone over here. You're something. He's, he's, You're he's something. making up for lost time. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. So we got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. Of course, we'll all be watching. We talked a little bit about that last week in terms of predictions and who we think will win. Be a good game nonetheless, hopefully. Um, the big news with um, one of the Chiefs coaches. Is he, is he the D.C.? O.C. O.C. Um, he's up for being considered for two other O.C. jobs. Yeah. Um, Eric, what? Eric being me. I mean... Would you leave OG? No, no. 
because the the two or maybe three teams, the Commanders, the Ravens, and the Titans, and I, I, this all those teams are trash. Yes, I, exactly. Yeah. So why would you I wouldn't buy go, a ticket to those games? Why would you go? To you're you're playing in the Super Bowl. You're one of the few coaches that is still coaching. Every coach wants to be still coaching at this point. Why would you take an equal position with a crappy team? At, More pay? It, but is it worth it? Ain't worth. It? Is it worth it? I mean, it's not going to be. Dra- it's not drastically different. No. Why would you? Why would you go to any team? And you in Kansas City. Winning every year, playing for a Super Bowl. Playing for a Super Bowl. Why would you go to any team in the league for another OC job? Especially Houston. I wouldn't even go. I wouldn't even go interview for them jobs. Yeah. Right. That's an insult to me. It is when you done uh, interviewed me around the whole league a couple of years ago for a head coach job. Now I just can only get interviewed for the OC, and we still been winning. It's got to be something else. And, and there are two head coaching spots yet to be filled. And he if, ain't going to get either one of them. But again, if you are on the, you know, they're three out of four years they've been in the Super Bowl. They won a couple of them. You know, they may win again. Yeah. Would you even want to go? Typically, the teams that need head coaches are among the worst in the league. Would you want to? Yes, it's a it's your team. You're the head coach. But man, we've talked about it last week and weeks before that. It's a maybe a one one and done kind of thing. Maybe you get two years, but man, it's it's okay to be the the number two guy if you're winning every single year. But you got to go because your goal is to be a head coach. You understand? If that's your goal to be a head coach, then you got to go. You know, if you get to if you interview for two teams, you saying this is my chance. So I'm gonna see which team is my best option. Okay, I want to be a head coach, so I got to go and prove myself at that level. Because even if I go and one and done, I'm a good enough coach here that I get another assistant job. Right. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's in question at all. So I I got to go get my own team, and if they won in sixteen, I I I got to take it. Maybe I can be the change. Well, and that's that's just it. And you know, don't really want to say too much because it's off topic, but. As a black coach, you have to prove that you're not a fluke. That's right. Before you're given an opportunity to lead a team. So, all right, you've done it at KC. Why not go to the Commanders? Why not go to the Ravens and show that, again, you have a winning formula? I personally would take the one that's offered me the most money because they're both horrible. So, again, it's, it's, you know, how do how do you, you mean, make you yourself? You mean that's better? an OC? Yeah, I ain't, I yeah. ain't doing that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, look, I. If I make five million, five point six million, to me, um, another million dollars is not going to mean that much to me. What's a Super Bowl <laughs> ring worth, Mo? And and that whole Super Bowl experience, I ain't going to take. I ain't going to do no lateral move as no OC, and I've been a damn OC for ten okay. years. I ain't doing. Um, you meant you you mentioned the uh, the minority coaching piece and i i saw an interesting statistic that as of two years ago we have well the in the last two years the nfl has increased the number of minority coaches from i think it was three to seven and then this year there's five with two spots unopened 
T-Bird, you, you were a little hot on this topic um, a couple of weeks ago. Is that enough? I mean, are, are, is, are you seeing a trend that is, that is making you happy? They're getting, there's, there's more opportunities. It's not enough for me. And the, the reason why it's not enough for me is because Frank Wright just got fired. Uh, what was he at? He was uh, in Indianapolis. Mid-season, mind okay. you. The Colts. Okay. So they felt like what he was doing, and you could see the way the team did at the end. Okay, all of a sudden, he jumps in front of, and not against Frank Wright, not, but it's the situation. He jumps in front of highly – uh, a lot uh, like a DeMarco Rhymes, you know, he got a job with Houston, but he, he, Frank Wright immediately jumps in front of him as a head coach. And they said over here that he couldn't get the job done. So to me, you got all these, assi all these assistant coaches been in the league for 25 years, black assistants, 25 years, all been assistants. They probably know more and they'll forgot more than we know. And they don't get a shot. They, they're just going to be lifetime assistants. And to me, it's nothing wrong with having a more of a – give somebody else a shot, you know? But you recycle coaches, you know? There's a lot of crusty old white guys that are still, you know, making the circuit. <laughs> well, well, that's what I'm saying. Look, now, Sean Payton is a great coach. Yeah. Okay. He's proven it. He's, he's, he's an exception. I, and I ain't, I ain't mad at that. But what did they do? They interviewed black coaches just to fill the vault. That's all they did. They knew they was going to hire Sean Payton, which is what the NFL does on a regular basis. They'll, they'll show, and then they'll hire him. In Give somebody else a chance. And somewhat related. So, so D'Amico Risen goes to be a head coach of the Titans, yeah. uh, of the Texans. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers hire Steve Wilkes as their DC. Yeah. So – Again, the 49ers, and he should have had the job in Carolina. In, in Carolina, right? But but the 49ers have produced two very good, you know, head coaches yes. that are on the rise. That's in right. in the uh, Sala, who's at the Jets, yeah, and then D'Amico is Steve Will. Is that is that the the coach? Is that the team that just their defense is that good? No matter who the coach is, no, no. I mean, Demarco Rhymes created that defense in San Francisco. Now, Steve Wilkes has been known as a great defensive coach throughout the league. That's why they hired him there. But before D'Amico, Sala, Robert Sala was the – Okay. okay. So, so you know, they've maintained it. They've tweaked it, certainly. But with I, I just think that those are three coaches that need a chance, and they all had the same, a lot of the same style. So you know, it, they had an attacking defense, all of them. So is this a – I mean – the 49ers track record of DCs is very good. Is That's this a good. strong move for Steve? It's it's a two-step process for him to be a head coach. Yeah. I like it. I think it's a smart move. Like it, it, it positions him very well for in a year or two to be the man. You're exactly right. Because San Francisco is a good team and he has very good personnel on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. So, so, player, so, yeah. so yeah, you got damn Joey Bosa. Nick uh, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, where the Bosa's the Bosa's. <laughs> One of the bosses, they both good. And so that you're right. That's going to create – because they're going to be successful. And that's going to create another stepping stone for him. And this guy needed a job. He did a hell of a job with Carolina. They was one and four or one and six when he took over. And they liked to won the division. 
And then you gonna tell this well, man? It didn't take much for that. To be. They they were. But it don't matter, Mo. It don't matter. They, they, they like they like to win the division. You gonna tell this man that that he ain't good enough to be my head? Coach. He brought their their record from one and four, one and five to to they were fifty percent. You know they were they were eight nine or yeah, whatever it was. Whatever it was, and and you so you basically just spit in his face and said thank you, but no thank you. And uh, I think this this is a good. Um, time to take a, a, a time out. Um, and, and it's interesting that y'all are talking about this because I think that oftentimes sports um, is a microcosm for um, really us as a society. You have adjusted my mic 12 times today. I'm just saying. We don't, we've never had this problem before tonight. That's who, are, four, who are you? Hey, OG, that's about four or five takes, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, funny. But we're talking about race. And the one thing that we as fans like that we're adamant about is we don't we don't want our games to be political. We it is an it is an escape. But can we really escape a lot of the social issues that seem to come up in sports that we're deal that we deal with on a societal level? I mean, here we are in 2023, still talking about um, really leveling the playing field, literally, um, for coaches, for players. Um, it, but it seems to be, again, beyond beyond the scope of race. And we can't really talk about that. We can't say, you know, we tease and we say, oh, you know, you know, blacks are more athletic or, you know, you can expect, you know, white folks to play golf, whatever it is in terms of the stereotypes that we tease about. But we really kind of believe those and kind of really perpetuate those in terms of, how we're really, really framing um, who we are as people and as fans. Um, if if you had to bet on a team, a basketball team, and they were made up of, you know, our fair, fair, fair weather friends. What's they look like me? Is that look, what you're saying? You said, you said it, not me. And, you know, and we pitted them against, you know, some, you know, African persuasion. Who would who are you who are you betting on, T Bird? Be honest. Well, of course I gotta. Uh, I mean, if I'm betting, mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna bet on the Mandingo. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because uh, nature says that they are more athletically gifted. Then how are teams like? Utah and all these places where there are like 0 0.222 people of color able to excel at the Oregon at, at, well, at football. This dude sounds like I, Jimmy I, the I, Greek right now. Wisconsin is always I, in the NCAA I, tournament. I'll tell you how. I'll tell you. Gonzaga. <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you how. Gonzaga. He's telling the truth. Gonzaga shows up with like yeah, people you've right. never heard of. Like, yeah, they, finish your counting degree yeah. and go somewhere. Stephen right. Winford the third. Yeah. yeah. But, I'm, but I'm about to tell you why. And the reason is because they play more athletically sound basketball. They play more fundamentally sound basketball. So you saying that that uh, white players are more fundamentally better? Yes. Even though the blacks are more athletic, yes. oh my god, you said that out loud, really? I, I, what, what, because it's the damn truth. Uh oh, OG, it's the, it's the, look, listen to me. OG's not. It's, what? The, it's the truth. Let's just okay, say, okay, okay. Wait, wait, stop, wait, 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 stop, wait, stop, stop, stop. All right, 
I've had complaints tonight about you two getting along and we're cutting this shit out right now. Okay? <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this, well, all right? Y'all need to start fighting or I'm fighting both of you. This is the point. Because the black players are so athletically gifted, they're shortcut. I mean, they ain't got the... They got speed. They, You know, they can jump out of the gym. They they, they can almost shortcut the game. Ooh. Okay, but... <clears throat> and get there, you know? But the white players, they're... And a, a lot of them, not all of them, they're a little bit limited. So where they got to play the game the correct way, they got to shoot the proper jumper. They got to play good defense to get to the spot, to draw the offense. Spot. That's why it's good to have a good mixture of both. So uh, so you can get that three-point shooter when you need it, like a Steve Kerr. You understand? And then you got Michael when he did everything. He was shortcut. Steve Kerr was playing proper defense. You know, I'm just trying to tell you what it is. OG, come in there. The, yeah, please, go ahead. Speak like an old head. Go ahead. Right, speak yeah. like an old head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They made a movie about this. Okay. You know, it, it's the, the, was it the Texas Wesleyan team? Because, I thought you meant white men can't jump. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. That was low. It, it was the, it was the, uh, it was the, um, God, I know it was like Western. Yeah. Yeah. Western. But they were actually, they're now like uh university of New Mexico or something like that. Something like, but the, UTEP. They had all the black players. They, yeah. yeah. And, and the white guys are, you know, can pass, you that, know, yeah. bounce past chest and the way layups here. Yeah. Layup, yeah. Yeah. You know, Texas Wesleyan came in and dunking the balls. Yeah. Jumping yeah, out of the gym. Yeah. You got it. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a different <laughs> level. You play. take it, uh, uh, unpredictability out of the game. You take creativity and put creativity in the game. This is why the ABA was better than the NBA. Uh-huh. The only thing, the only thing that ABA didn't have is it wasn't in the proper markets. Nobody's going to St. Louis to watch a goddamn basketball game, dude. Right, right. They'll go yeah, to New York, Glory though. Road you know what I'm saying? Well, well, yeah, yes, Glory yeah. Road. Yeah. But let me let me just say this: with the NBA the way it is today, if the NBA was still, if this was 2023 and the NBA was still the way it was in 1950. Would the NBA be making money? Not not anywhere near like it is today. And, and, and I don't even need to tell you why they making money. So by making it more athletic and creative. It's exciting. It's exciting. But it but you can't have it both ways, then T Burby. Yes, we, talk, we talk so much about how the NBA now is so unwatchable because it's such entertainment rather than competitive sports. That's so. my view. But the overall view is these young kids, that's what they like. All these AAU teams, they don't play no damn defense. And that's just like the NBA. They want to do everything that these players in the NBA do. They don't want to play defense. They want to score 100 points. Who are the – well, I guess I can't really say that. But who – of the five best players in the NBA, what what um, demogra- what demographic yeah, are they? They black. I was looking at the top ten. I think Four, Dirk, I think four of the is, five, I, I think – I think Dirk is somewhere up there, but he's he's not even Can American. Can Pistol so. Pete like, in the conversation? Like, like, um, he ain't even in the top twenty. Pistol uh, Pete, but he just Luka, died early. That's all. Luca and maybe Luka. maybe maybe uh, Luca in the next few years. Luca uh, uh, get in that group, and maybe Jokic. But other than yeah. that, maybe the, the next the, nobody. The other eight or nine are are all right. right, and and that's just the truth. Hey, do you guys? I mean, we ain't trying to be one way or the other. That's just the truth, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you guys remember uh, when they um, when they drafted two white guys 
for the first pick like two years in a row. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't need. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they. I don't think any of them play anymore. But yeah, it was. I I was pretty impressed with that. You know. What well, they they were foreigners though. They weren't America players, were. No, no. I think one of them was Australia. Oh well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there you go. That don't count. Yeah. I mean, it, Dirk, Dirk is it is the only light brand again. He's not even American. Yeah. In the top ten, uh, top twenty, you got John. Um, yeah, we're we're um. Importing them from Latvia, and, and, uh, they, and they get like Bogdan Bogdan with him. Steve Nash, <laughs> Steve Nash is from Canada. Yeah, where they get him from? You yeah. know, he, he's not an American. So, are we saying then that when it comes to sports in general, I, I, I don't know that that makes me sad. But let's look at how many guys he said Gonzaga. Okay, in college <laughs> college basketball, <clears throat> that's the perfect brand. But when you get in the NBA, most of those players don't even make it. Right. Do you guys remember a player back in the day by the name of Scotty Highmark? He played for the St. Louis Billikens. Six foot six shooting guard. He could literally shoot from a whole nother zip code. Amazing, amazing basketball player. Uh-huh. But, you know, he, I, don't, I don't even think he got drafted. White guy, he sells insurance, though, so. He sells insurance. He's a good. He was a great player, man. Oh, like, I, I'm, but he ain't in the NBA. But he was good. I'm not lying, dude. Oh, he was I, so I, good. I, I, I ain't so we're discriminatory I, when it comes to our sports. But team. I'm not Just, saying he's see, not good. This is where the Mexicans are taking the jobs. What? <laughs> see, I knew that this would go off the rail look, if I let it go for too long. But, but look, these coaches get paid to win, and. To them, in their minds, these players give them the best chance to win yes. and continue to be a coach. Correct. That's just that's just about it. Ain't no more than other stuff. These players get these coaches get paid to win. So no matter if if that's my best friend uh, and, and you know I'm a white guy and that's my best friend and his kid is really good, but this dude right here is a hell of a player and that's who playing. So that's but that. Don't you see the potential problem looming then? Again, and I've said this for years, that the NBA has become more athletic, but by becoming more athletic, they're becoming less talented. All right, I got another example for you. Different even sport. Let's look at football, you know, NFL quarterbacks. We've had a changing of the guard the last few years. A lot of these standard pocket passers are of the same demographic. Mm -hmm. And this new generation that's more exciting, they can move and run and do all this f- fancy stuff, are, are, they, they all look the same and it's a little different. And, and it's, it's more exciting. I can't tell you who doesn't like to watch Patrick Mahomes or Lamar or that's whoever right. else. That's I'm right. going to respond to that. There is a very, oh, very no, no, this is a serious reason. The reason for that is because offensive lines are more mobile now. You see a lot less six foot six, 300 pounders. And more like six foot four, two seventies. Well, on the D line for sure. Yeah. And well, well really, that, because that they was... they had to adjust to the speed of the D lines, and so because the speed of everything is having to adjust, that's why those type of players are more attractive on an offensive standpoint because they can kind of get away from these faster and faster defenses. Well, what you those, yeah with those O lines, they were slower. You know, well, what you're saying is, see that what you're saying is they depend on the scheme. It depends on what yes. kind of scheme they run. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you the Dallas Cowboys, you ain't running that scheme because no. they they like big offensive linemen. That's why Dak is is a little bit of both. Uh-huh. Okay. But in Atlanta, when we had Mike Vick, 
our offensive linemen were, were who he said they were. They were faster. They were smaller and faster to, to you know, to block for Vic. But now, what we trying to do now, see, what they trying to do is get that tweener to where he can uh, 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 protect the drop back passer and the running pass. They try. He's got to be a tweener. You understand? He's got to be both of. Because the Falcons are a yeah. running ground and pound game, so they need that. But but then but our need, quarterbacks are mobile enough that that you got to be able right. to move the pocket a little bit. Yeah, and they need they Atlanta needs that that. We need that big offensive lineman when we want to say, okay, we're finna take over the game. So he gotta be a 20, but hell, he gotta be 310 pounds and he gotta be able to get out there and hook that. But how, but how many three how many guys over three, you know, three hundred pounds are moving fast enough to get Yeah, but uh, but what's the numbers of them? Like how many of them are actually out there? What, four or five? No. That's no, why no, no, that's no, what, that. what no. I'm saying is Statistically speaking, those smaller guys, even a lot of them that are taller and still strong, because the overall speed of the game has changed. It's fast. They've had, yeah, the overall speed of the game has changed. These bigger guys are becoming more and more obsolete. Yeah, they can okay. they so can just so finish again, their degrees of Gonzaga. Um, so it, it's the, it's the same thing because I'm thinking, okay, we're talking about um, in a, NFL, we're talking NBA. We can say that about tennis. Yeah. I mean, think about how, I mean, the way that Serena dominated, yeah. she is by, was by far the most athletic of her time. Was she necessarily the best and the most precise? No. But how many how many Grand Slams did she win? How long did she sit as the number one seed? Because she came in with that power that exactly, they ain't never that seen. That athleticism. So it, it's, it's almost like, wow, sure, to be more competitive, you're going to have to be more athletic. Mm-hmm. But it's going to sacrifice really the fundamentals of the game at the end of the day. But, well, but in, the, in those in those areas, they're so creative. They they basically break the rules of fundamentalism, mm. and that's the point of bringing in players like that. Because mm. you, you have to have somebody that comes in and shatters those rules to where all of a sudden you have to come up with a whole new scheme. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just sitting there with your arms folded like Gino Ariema. So does, yeah. does that yeah, mean then that you you have to make way? For the athleticism or the talent of the of the athlete, and that athlete may potentially be a person of color, so that they can basically change the game. Well, do you have Do you have to have you still a minority do, to come in? It's evolution. You, but you still got to do your technique, no matter what. You still gotta, let me make this point right quick. Uh-huh. Going back to the basketball. Now, you know, <laughs> we talked about how the black players were this and that and all that. But let me tell you what: the white guys are smart. Let me tell you what they're okay. They're in St. Louis selling insurance. Well, let me now. Let me tell you, this is gonna be so so. Now let me tell you, this is where they're smart. And, and if I'm one of them, I'm gonna do the same thing. I know that I'm good in my area. I'm a white guy. I know I'm good in my area. I know the NBA is another level. I know I could probably play in the NBA as a reserve. You know, some star. But what they do is, they don't complain about being on that bench. You know why? Because they making a whole lot of money. You understand? And so what they doing with their money is they packing that money for when their time is up. And because of who they are and what they can be because of who they are, the way the world is structured, they can go out and be successful businessmen. That's the most stop. coded racist bullshit I've basically, ever heard in my basically life. Basically, what you're saying, T Bird, is that that up. white players are basically not competitive and they're satisfied. No, that's that's what it's that's saying. That's what you're saying. No, 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 no,
trying to interrupt me. We're trying to save you. No, you ain't trying to save me. I'm just trying to. It's not a slide against them. It's, it's, it's a slide against everybody. It's a slide against everybody. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you want the Atlanta Hawks and you pretty good, you think you pretty good. All right, OG, I'm going to put you on my team, but you ain't going to play much. You going to be mad about it? Look, everybody, no, you going to sit your ass at number every, 12, every, and you going to collect them checks every week. And then everybody when your does time that. is up, you going to take off, and you going to go build that business, and, and you going to say, I played in the NBA, but you ain't worried about playing. Now, that brother going to sit over there and cry about I ain't getting no playing time. No, 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 everybody no, just don't every, want that. What about everybody in the NBA wants to play? Right. They want to be the team. Yeah. But But – Look at Steve Kerr, who was a three-point specialist. Kyle Korver, three-point specialist. Okay. They, they got the defensive specialist. You know, sixth man or whatever. He come in and situate. It's very situational. I said you don't want to play. I, I think I think there are several white guys that are very very good at one thing, and they play that role very well. Dirk I think Nowitzki was he, amazing. He dominated. Period. Like the only see, the only white red brother in the top team. Y'all was, living in a shell it, because it, you don't want to tell the truth. Athletic swag. That's what it is. Some now, kids y'all, have living, it. y'all living in a Some shell kids trying to bring it. that race thing in there. I'm trying to tell y'all what the reality is. You literally brought the race thing in. I'm uh, telling you athletic swag. I'm just trying to tell you what's real. It ain't, it ain't one way or the other. What you're saying and not saying is that blacks are more athletic than white folks. That's that's what you've been tiptoeing no, around not, all night. No, you not. did say that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. That's totally not, ass no, you, y'all said that. I didn't say it. Okay. I said that Andrew's going to sit over there. He ain't getting no play. Yeah, no, he wants to Notice he pointed play. to the white guy, right? Right. All right I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you. Okay, I'm going to say this. And, I'm going to say and this. And if the, other, if, if the other black guys that ain't playing, if they smart, they going to do the same thing. Athletic swag. I'm, it's a real I'm thing. Y'all, it's y'all, a real y'all, see, y'all don't want to know what's real. Y'all just want to act like you do. No, I, I, my I, middle son is white, right? And he's the most athletic person I've ever met in my life. And he has athletic swag. He knows going into a situation, he's already won. He already has that mindset in his idea, in his, in his head. Every sport that he's ever played, he's dominated because of a combination of speed and confidence. That is what he has. And it's he's white. My son what is white. What the but it has, so it has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with swag. The act, the, the competition is going to get stiffer and stiffer as he grows. Then, then you yeah. gonna really see how good. Well, he's he's, he's winning does, now. So does so. T- does Tebert have a little Kyrie in him? Uh, yes. <laughs> Y'all just look. You know let, the let, earth is round, right? Let, what, let me just tell you this. Let me tell you this. There's a lot of kids in this town that dominate twelve and under football. You know why? Because they daddy coach. Okay, but when they when they get over here in high school, when you ain't got to worry about playing that kid, if he ain't good enough, he ain't playing. So what, do you, what does that mean for Trevor Lawrence then? It's a meritocracy no matter it's what. Some of them that are. It's some of them that are. But but I'm telling you, the majority of the dad's kids don't make it. And then let's well, and, and on the flip side, of it, let's use Vic Beasley. My, sorry, Vic. Again, dominated at Clemson. One good year he for the Falcons, and the I'm being. To, 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 oh, he might come he on. Did. He might come on the show. He, he didn't know me. Shut up. He <laughs> might come on the show. Y'all don't. I'm telling the truth. He might come on. The show. Okay, Shut go up. ahead. Go ahead. You know, he fell short of expectations with the Falcons. Where's he now? Is he even playing the XFL? Wow. Yeah, number one pick. And that's a okay. That's another example of a guy that 
with great talent, okay? And then when he got to a higher level, which is the NFL, he couldn't do it. So you're saying he wasn't athletic enough for the NFL? I'm just saying he wasn't good enough. I'm not saying that. The, the whole point that we've made, though, is That's we're, com- we're becoming more athletic to be more entertaining and sacrificing actual talent, and the fundamentals are kind of being lost in translation. But again, the games are evolving to be for the athletes to be more athletic versus talent. So if you're not able to to make it on on the NFL level, it's not for, it's not for lack of talent. It's for lack of being more athletic. Well, and fundamental. You, no but, matter what, uh, yeah. you still got to be fundamentally sound. The argument changes with the sport, though. Well, whatever. That's we can go on and on about that. But does, you still, yeah. yeah, again, OG, y'all. Yeah, y'all, y'all people. Let me just say, right. you people are no, 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 That's, no. I'm, I'm talking about all y'all. Y'all got to know what the truth is. And, and don't nobody want to talk about the truth. You want to just fa- talk around. What's the truth, T Bird? What's the truth? He looked dead in your blue eyes when he said that. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you say what. It. Let me tell you what the truth is. A lot of those those white players, how many of them are going to end up owning teams over the black players? Owning teams or coaching? Michael Jordan owns a team. I'm talking about owning. Michael Jordan owns a team. Uh, Magic Johnson owns a team. Magic don't own no team. He's a part of a group. LeBron's part of a group. I'm talking about the soul owner. There's no, there none no, of them are, are so no play, There are no players who own teams. Yeah. Like, white. Now, ain't nobody. But what I'm saying, who got more potential to? Oh, t oh, that's your loaded racist. No, y'all just full of it because y'all don't want to admit the truth. All right, Kyrie. I'm telling All right, the Kyrie. truth. On that note. Ain't no racist nothing about it. Sorry, I poked the bear. Hey, I just want to give a shout out to Vic over at uh, State Farm Arena for getting my son that swag bag last night. That was really cool of him. Uh, I took Juicebox to the game and he had a great time. What's, What's his up? name again? Uh, the guy's name is Vic. No, nah, I'm talking about your son. Juicebox. Juicebox right. what? Juicebox Jack. Ah! That's what's up. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Hey, man, it's going to be a great Super Bowl uh, this Sunday. Everybody go out and get your wings because you ain't going to be able to get none on Super Bowl Sunday. Go out and get your wings and have a good time and go Eagles and, and uh, Chiefs. Here we go. Hopefully we'll be back next week. It won't be canceled due to to T-Bird's insensitive comments. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I second that. But yeah, good weekend. Let's have a a fun, close Super Bowl. And what?